0: Hello guys, I'm back with a new episode this week titled Hostage Takers. I will be discussing the debt limit scheme or scam. I will let you choose which word is more appropriate. All that is missing are the black ski mask and the AR-15s. The Republicans have lost their minds again on a mission to force America into default because they want to show the Democrats who are boss. I'm shaking my head as I write this because it seems like no matter how much they lose or come up short, the Republicans always manage to create scenarios where they can demand the most outrageous things from the Democrats. America, we have a problem. And it has the Republican Party, MAGA World, and Donald Trump written all over it. I was reading an article from the PBS NewsHour website, which described what is the debt ceiling and how it impacts Americans clearly and concisely. The article was written by Lisa Desjardins and Joshua Marajas, dated May 24th, 2023. I recite verbatim, it asks, and responds. What is the debt ceiling again? The U.S. needs to borrow money to pay its bills, and the debt limit is a hard ceiling, hence debt ceiling, for how much the federal government can borrow at any time. For most of its history, the U.S. has spent more money than it has taken in. As a result... It borrows large sums of money to pay its bills. The sum of all that unpaid borrowing is our national debt. The national debt is currently more than $31 trillion. You can see what it is to the penny here. It directs you to a hyperlink on a website which gives a detailed illustration. I suggest you go to that website and see for yourself. Why do we have a debt ceiling? Congress created this system more than a century ago to try to allow for more borrowing in a time of war. Lawmakers approved the first debt ceiling in 1917 to allow President Woodrow Wilson to spend the money needed for World War I without waiting for lawmakers to act. Congress at the time set a borrowing limit of $11.5 billion. Any increase required congressional approval. Since World War II, the debt ceiling has been modified more than 100 times according to the Congressional Research Service. The latest change occurred in 2021, when the debt ceiling was raised to $31.38 trillion. When do we hit the debt ceiling? This is the trillion-dollar question. Technically, the U.S. edged right up to the debt ceiling months ago in January, Since then, the Treasury Department has been using accounting maneuvers, known as extraordinary measures, to keep the federal government afloat. But those measures are about to run out. It seems pretty routine, but GOP House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Republicans in his caucus believe this is an opportunity to make Democrats eat dirt by denying a clean debt limit increase, which has been done many times before by both parties, no matter the president in the White House. Instead, the GOP is demanding that the Democrats agree to cut spending on most of the legislation passed in the last two years, which has proven to be a success. Plus, stricter work requirements for people who receive assistance under federal programs such as SNAP, Medicaid, Medicare, and TANF. Keep in mind, there are work requirements in place already. Many might ask, why are the GOP making these demands? Kevin McCarthy is on record stating that the spending is outrageous and needs to be rolled back to pre-pandemic numbers. However, independent financial groups have said that the demands from the GOP will hurt the economy, kill jobs, and force people off of programs without bringing in additional revenue. The GOP is targeting poor, vulnerable people, a large amount, which are Black and Democrats, but even their white, sick, and poor Republican supporters. The GOP has a wish list that includes extending the tax cuts to the wealthiest people in America for another 10 years, which does not pay for themselves. Why would people who can buy a super yacht that you can put a school on if you wanted to need a tax cut from the federal government paid for by people who can barely make ends meet themselves? Let me tell you why. So the same GOP elected officials could call them up or meet with them at their golf courses and create ways to get them to donate to their campaign elections and charities, which in most cases are slush funds to be used recklessly by the lawmakers. All lawmakers do a good job pretending that they're regular people like you and me and live simple lives that's not true. The Republicans are the ones who chant about responsible spending and their spending habits are atrocious. Many of them eat out multiple times a day, every day of the week, including their kids, who most of the time are not with them. They buy lavish trinkets and homes all over America, plus every new device, smartphone, or game station that comes out including lavish vacations all around the world, multiple times a year. Their salaries alone don't allow them to live this way. They're whaling and dealing off the backs of the American people, selling their souls and their power to the highest bidders. The Republicans are all over social media and conservative news outlets lying about the Democrats ambitions to send America into default because they don't want to increase work requirements for the poor, sick and disabled and that they're protecting couch potatoes. But like I said before, there's already work requirements and you can't squeeze juice from a rock. If the GOP was trying to increase revenue, they would work with the Democrats and pass a bill that increases taxes on the rich to make them pay their fair share. The GOP will say one thing out of their mouths and think and do another. Anything to own the liberals. They have all reignited the welfare queen terminology, Again, started by the greatest president of all time, the racist Reagan, Ronald Reagan. You know, the one who allowed American officials to bring drugs into black neighborhoods and destroy our families and futures for generations to pay for a war in a country on a continent we had little to no assets on. I believe they call that nation building. Ronald Reagan also introduced America to trickle-down economics, which we discovered years later, the hard way doesn't work. Steve Ratner, a financial economist and a contributor to MSNBC's Morning Joe, stated, and I quote, Republicans want to extend the Trump tax cuts, adding $3.5 trillion to the deficit. So these are highly regressive tax cuts that favor the rich. This statement came after a new report from the Congressional Budget Office. It is time for Democrats to stand up to the Republicans and demand a clean debt limit bill. And concessions would be like shooting themselves in the foot. What McCarthy and the Republicans are asking is for the Democrats to turn their backs on the base that elected them and roll back the progress made in the past few years so it would be like the Democrats never won the 2020 election. An article from the Axios website written by Andrew Sollinger, dated May 17, 2023, states House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries said Wednesday his caucus will still try to give themselves the option to force a vote on a clean debt ceiling increase despite ongoing negotiations. But for this to happen, the Democrats would need at least five Republicans to join with them. And as of now, that doesn't appear likely. The Republicans feel like this is an issue that would make Democrats look unworthy of power and weaken Biden's chances for re-election in 2024. And that is why they are taking this stance. Furthermore, you know a crisis isn't a crisis if Donald Trump doesn't weigh in on it. And he has, at a town hall of CNN... He said he supports a default because it would make Democrats look bad. And he has an item on his bucket list, which is to get himself back in the White House to further destroy America. All while claiming he's saving it. Deep down, he knows he can't beat Joe Biden. They all know it. America is known to be the pinnacle of capitalism. The Oxford Dictionary defines capitalism as an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit. On the International Monetary Fund website, there was an article titled, What is Capitalism? written by Sarwak Jahan and Ahmed Sabir Mahmud, who highlighted Pillars of Capitalism Pillars of Capitalism Capitalism is founded on the following pillars. Private property, which allows people to own tangible assets, such as land and houses, and intangible assets such as stocks and bonds. Self-interest, through which people act in pursuit of their own good, without regard for socio-political pressure. Nonetheless, these uncoordinated individuals end up benefiting society as if. In the words of Smith's 1776, Wealth of Nations, they were guided by an invisible hand. Competition through firms, freedom to enter and exit markets, maximizes social welfare, that is, the joint welfare of both producers and consumers. A market mechanism that determines prices in a decentralized manner through interactions between buyers and sellers, prices. In return, allocate resources which naturally seek the highest reward, not only for goods and services, but for wages as well. Freedom to choose concerning consumption, production, and investment. Dissatisfied customers can buy different products. Investors can pursue more lucrative ventures. Workers can leave their jobs for better pay. And limited role of government to protect the rights of private citizens and maintain an orderly environment that facilitates the proper functioning of markets. The extent to which these pillars operate distinguishes various forms of capitalism. In free markets, also called laissez-faire economies, markets operate with little or no regulation. In mixed economies, so-called because of the blend of markets and government, markets play a dominant role, but are regulated to a greater extent by the government to correct market failures, such as pollution and traffic congestion, promote social welfare, and for other reasons such as defense and public safety. Mixed capitalist economies predominate today. The piece speaks a lot about private property, self-interest, the limited role of government, and even social welfare. I didn't hear any mention of corporate welfare. Something that the Republican Party has made a staple of their policies. Any hardworking American or critical thinker would be forced to believe the Republicans are running a scheme with corporate America way beyond our imagination, which allows corporate America to thrive off the back of taxpayers and receive big tax breaks and bailouts so they can then funnel the money back to elected officials to promote their self-interest. There's a term on the streets for this, And it's called Big Bank Takes Little Bank. We all heard the cliche, it takes money to make money. And America has been extremely profitable since its creation. Free labor by the slaves and so forth. And now we are at a time in our lives in America, the biggest superpower of the three. The American dollar is stronger than ever, even after a pandemic that forced the nation to shut down. But you know what didn't shut down? Imports and exports of goods. The money kept flowing. There was a delay, but it came eventually and off the backs of the people. The political party with the plan to navigate America from failure and major loss was the Democrats, led by Joe Biden who has more than four decades as a politician. It is safe to say he knows the ins and outs of capitalism and the American economy. So why are we letting our economy get taken hostage by a party that supported and incited an insurrection and won the midterm election by a slither due to gerrymandering and a manufactured crisis of crime? If the law worked as the Constitution declares, Kevin McCarthy wouldn't be in Congress. He played a role in the big election lie, giving credence to the idea that the Democrats cheated and Trump won the election. That alone is an obstruction of a government procedure. Late Saturday night, Biden and McCarthy joyfully announced they reached a tentative deal, a deal where Biden claims compromises what Governing is about. And McCarthy responded the Democrats got nothing they wanted. The bill is 99 pages, released Sunday night. The details haven't been highlighted as of the time I'm writing this piece, but the media vaguely mentioned work requirements were enhanced and spending cuts were agreed upon to extend the debt ceiling into 2025. Also, unspent COVID funds were clawed back and money to fully fund the IRS so they can go after wealthy tax cheats were reduced. But hold the caviar, fouet, and champagne because it needs 218 votes, which would have to be bipartisan in the House because the MAGA wing wants a crueler deal and progressive want a clean debt limit as we have had in the past. McConnell, the GOP Senate minority leader is urging his caucus to have the bill passed swiftly through the Senate so that the president can sign it by the 5th of June before all the funding is exhausted. It's time for elected officials to wake up and stand up for what's right and not for what is black or white. And do away with the debt sailing. There's no doubt in my mind that when 2025 comes and it is time to negotiate the debt limit again, there will be hostage demands yet again. And this time might be extremely crucial. If the Republicans would like to talk about spending, there's a discussion to be had on the budget which is separate from the debt. Democrats should not allow their progress to be stifled by demands to roll back programs, initiatives, and funding that have proven to benefit the success of all Americans. The American people elected the Democrats fairly in 2020 to all chambers of government, so the policies enacted should stand. A win is a win. My name is Mark Tyler, T-Y-L-E-R, just in case you want to look me up or cut me a check. And thank you for lending me your ear. Until next time, ciao.